In an era where everyone thinks their opinions are so damn important, I'm here to give you a little piece of my mind. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. Let's go. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. In this episode, I sit with my buddy Devin Long and we discuss COVID-19 and how we're adjusting to the unforeseen pandemic. You won't want to miss this. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give me a like, a follow, a share. It'll really keep me going. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Unaffiliated, the podcast with your host, B. Seth. On this episode... I have a yet another special guest, my boy, Devin. Speak to the people, man. Yo, what's up? My name's Devin. Um, Helen from Alabama. My boy said hailing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> super late on everything. Let go. And, and super late on everything. About to get this corona, like, times 10. We living. We living over here. All right, yeah, don't do that. Word, word. So Devin and I go back to 2009? Yeah, 10 years, man. Dang, I'm old, bro. (laughs) Bro, we all are. Freshman year in college. Oh, my God. I saw you in a a dance battle or some shit. Yeah, man. No, no, no. I was freestyling and shit. Yeah. It was uh yeah, I came up to you. I was like, hey man, you you do you do boogaloo style? Because you was doing like some boogaloo stuff. That's like if if you don't know, that's like a style pop if you listening. Like popping, pop lock is like I mean, people probably don't understand what pop lock is. Yeah, you don't have to get too deep on it. Yeah, they're 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 gonna (laughs) you know what I'm saying. The dancers know, the dancers know. The dancers But go ahead, let the people know. Yeah, um, pretty much it's like a, a variation of like hip hop dance where, um, if you ever saw Breaking, it, it that's a good rendition. Anything that Michael Jackson did back in when he, in his his career, um, he learned from Turbo. That's a a prime example of popping it. It's like those big strong movements. Right. Um, I mean, that's about as much as I can really explain it. Right. You can't really. Yeah, how most people say, how most people say that Chris Brown shit. Man, what? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, they ain't nothing to piss off more than that. Dance like Chris Brown, like Chris Brown. All right, our style has been confined to that Chris Brown shit, but I'm not mad at it, man. It is what it is. Devin Long, everybody, welcome to the podcast, bro. So. I haven't released the episode in literally like over a month. Just there's been so much shit going on. Clearly, if you're alive in the world, you've noticed the the pandemic that's happening with the coronavirus, and it's affected me too. And uh, I kind of just wanted to touch on that in this episode, and maybe some other random shit. I haven't really got on the mic in a minute, so I'm just kind of freestyling it. But uh, how has the corona? thing affected you and your family um, bro man where do i begin where do i begin um i mean I, the first part i guess is just like the social aspect of it i don't think people really i mean i'm sure people are starting to realize it but 
how important it is to interact with other people outside of like your circle of influence right um because it affects you mentally and i think this is like almost like a it's like an experiment like on the human psyche because you're like all right how long can a person stay in freaking you know solitary confinement really and within their own home without you know being interacting with other people mm-hmm. um having that stimulation from other people on just like hey you know like i just see other people you know what i mean it's 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 like it's literally like being in a prison inside your own home um which it it's a it's good in in some ways because you kind of get to you know understand yourself mm-hmm. at a deeper get to dial level. it back a little bit and, and reflect yeah, exactly but on the other hand, you know, people that deal with like mental issues, drug abuse, um, alcoholism, things like that, it actually accentuates those circumstances to the point where they kind of have regressions and they don't necessarily can't really cope well being alone because their support is from other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. you know, it's, it's, it's like a double edged sword, you know, on one point you have like people that become stronger from it mm-hmm. and others that become weaker from this like whole quarantine situation and then you know that's just on the psychological standpoint but on the actual economic standpoint i mean it's terrible i mean it's not good for the economy this whole quarantine <laughs> is so bad for the economy right but you know what that is the the paramount question is is that how what where do our values lie as a country? Are we more so interested in the money side of it, or are we interested in actual citizens? Mm, and, you know, well, you know the answer to that. Yeah, <laughs> you do know that. <laughs> that's so, easy. Right? Um, you know, and and the thing is, is that you know people are starting to realize, like, all right, this disease or virus does not attack people that are necessarily from a different region, but this is something people don't understand is that the people that are suffering most from this virus are actually Af- the African-American community. Yeah, I saw that um, because of just the I, underlying economic so just came issues. out up front and said it, yep. is that African-Americans are more at risk for the virus due to underlying conditions because mm-hmm. due to the way that we live. I mean, mm-hmm. living right. the predominantly black, black community is in dire straits in poverty right right exactly so Mm -hmm. you know you got underlying health conditions you may not have health care you're not necessarily going to go to the doctor boom you end up getting the coronavirus you die you know what i mean well let me be devil's advocate real quick though let me be devil's advocate because trust me i am super pro-black i under i will i will list every issue that affects black people specifically in this country like for hours, right? But I'm also a black man and I might not be the best with going to the doctor. And I have health care. So don't get me wrong, I think there is a lot of historical things and that's true, that's facts. That's probably why it's happening. But this is just a PSA to all of our you know, all of the black people who are listening or whatever, black males specifically. I mean it's like yo, go get checked out, bro. Maybe now is the worst time ever, but like start to take your health seriously because nobody saw this shit coming and when you know you're not already on top of your health when something yeah. like this happens I mean, 
you just you're shit out of luck, honestly. And nobody saw it coming. That's what I'm saying. So like you want to be, I guess, proactive at all times when it comes to your your health, not only physically but mentally as well. So I'm speaking for myself. I should have. I've been canceling doctor's appointments for like the past two or three months, like just because I'm like, yo, shit, it's today. Fuck, I, I gotta go through. I gotta go to Santa Monica. Oh, shit. I've literally been pushing off appointments, so I'm talking to myself. Self, do better. And if anybody out here is like that, please do better because shit like this can happen. And then, you know what I'm saying, next thing you know, you're in your deathbed. So everybody, please take that shit seriously, man. Yeah, it's it's and it doesn't help. There's like a, a lot of misinformation out there. I mean, you got people like saying like, I mean, this is the craziest thing I ever heard, bro. And it just almost makes me want to vomit just every time I look at it. It's like people saying mm-hmm. 5G is related to... Oh, bro, man, bro, look, look, hold on, look, time look, out. Bro. I, oh, I, hold I on, even, time, flag on the play. I can't bro. Hold even up. breathe, bro. I just, I just can't even breathe because the the audacity to believe like an electromagnetic force can cause a testable disease or virus. Hey, bro. I'm like, bro. Look. These cats didn't even get, couldn't even get a a, a D in freaking physical Bruh. science, and they were talking about five D. Exactly. We got people who don't know shit about shit that are running with the most technical theories that you could possibly form and have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, bro. The 5G shit to me is, it's it's laughable, man. I mean, I'm sure there might be some type of radiation effect from it. Radiation, To a yes. certain extent. Yes. To a certain extent, yeah. But what the fuck are y'all talking about, man? And you know how... Like, in terms of the world, you know how, like, scarce 5G actually is to be causing something at this great of a magnitude? Bro, I... You're preaching to the choir with that one, man. And unfortunately, people go... Like, you, you, we've had this discussion before. People go with their... This is how I feel about it. And then they, they say it enough, and they believe it's a fact. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're so you believe in this crap so much, go ahead and you know if you believe you can fly, jump off a fucking bridge or whatever you're gonna do, <laughs> and see if you fly because physics says you can. But go ahead and try. Right. But you won't. You know why you won't? Because you know you're full of it, and that's what kills me. Is that people only um, are worried about the laws that would cause them life or death situation. Like, if someone said that 5G caused coronavirus, they wouldn't be saying that if it was a 100% life or death situation. Same reason why someone doesn't just jump off a cliff is the same reason why, you know, you don't have people uh, just saying that, hey, gravity isn't real. You know what I mean? Because they know. They've seen Mm -hmm. people fall, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta leave it up to the people that have literally put their entire lives into studying this stuff. I mean, there's a reason mm-hmm. why, you know, humans are able to 
make abstract views of the world. It's just so that they can find they can they can look at something, observe something, and find a hypothesis that is proved to be true many many times over because that is the system in which it you know it works i mean it's the the world is a system the universe is a system and people don't understand that they just want to make up their own little ideas and Mm -hmm. laws is not life or death they're just like all right what i said 5g is what's calling this you guys aren't looking at the bigger picture i'm like just because you want to seem like an intellectual you're not man you literally mm-hmm. been working at McDonald's for ten years. Damn, get off of him, man. Get off of him. Let me defend him a little All bit. Right, Let me defend him a little bit. Because I am over. Because I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the five G shit is the biggest crock of just crap I've ever heard. Right. But on the same note, you know what I'm saying. I know the pharmaceutical industry and the health industry and shit in the industry has its dark side also you know what i mean so i understand why somebody would be hesitant to believe something if they have a history of being fucked over it makes sense but i think this is a scenario where it's just like like do you hear yourself right now like motherfuckers are dying left and right this 5g shit is a pretty new a pretty new theory for something that's been going on for, you know, I guess outlasting that, you know what I mean? So, like, do you hear yourself? And I feel like, honestly, some people just like going against the grain, man. Which is okay. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Go against the grain if you want to, but if you aren't preventative, if you aren't taking the correct measures, and you end up sick, Please slap yourself in the fucking face because you deserve it. So that's my only thing. If you're a conspiracy theorist, cool, and you say fuck all this shit, cool, and it doesn't directly impact you, I think you are very, very fortunate. I mean, that's, you know, that's like the whole thing with, um, and that goes to a whole nother subject. And that with the like passive racism, okay? So, you know, how do we get to racism? All right, let's go. I I like to go there because you were talking Mm -hmm. about something that doesn't directly affect someone and then them pretending that it's not real because it doesn't affect them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, oh, okay, Yeah, there you go. So, you know, you have people that like, oh, you know, I've never experienced this. I've never seen that. Or I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, when they talk about like, all right, how black people are treated or how, you know, people are treated if they're not, you know, of a certain creed or color, you know, it is something that happens all the time. But the thing is that people are so used to being treated this way that you're not hearing about it because the media literally is so tired of beating that dead horse that they don't even talk about it half the time unless it's like something really, really bad or it goes viral on freaking red. Oh, we're talking about you know, racism, right? Exactly. And okay, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, part of the problem with racism is that people that don't know about well think that it's all good now because we're all able to go to the same grocery store. It doesn't end mm-hmm. there. It is right, more right. like a systematical thing where people, you know, 
a white guy or a black guy may do the same crime, but a black guy may get way more time depending on the situation. And, and this happens often. It happens right? often. But mm-hmm. ignoring the problem is a lot worse, I think. Or pretending it's not there is a lot worse than the person that's legit causing the problem. Because Well, I think that goes for anything. Like, everybody acts upon this idea of I guess of the proximity effect like if this thing whether it be the coronavirus whether it be racism classism whatever if it's something that doesn't directly knock on my door even if I acknowledge that it's real in my head will acknowledging it benefit me or hinder me so I look at it from that sense, like racist and shit, like racist people who can acknowledge that racism is bad. What, what, like, why would they not continue that? I mean, unless we're just saying, Hey, we all should act on this same moral compass, which I mean, I agree with that, but is that realistic? So if we think logically, why would somebody do something that could potentially hurt themselves? And that's how everybody moves, right? I, I mean, I agree. I agree. You know, people. Yeah, like if I'm if I'm a racist dude who's a billionaire, and I I know people are starving in the country, and let's take just the moral compass out. Let's just take this this standard of morality that we feel like we all have, which is not true. We all don't have it. What benefit does this billionaire have to help the poor person? You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, to us, it's like it's because it's the right thing, right? Absolutely not. But what is the right to. thing? The right thing is subjective. The right thing is subjective, and I think the thing is, how do we get people to think outside of themselves? And that is a lot to ask of anybody. There's things that you can ask. Every person in the world has something that they won't think outside of themselves about. So I think it's natural. Now, what's fucked up is people who end up on the top of the totem pole and on the bottom. That's the fucked up part. But as far as just the human nature of the system continuing, it makes sense. It's fucked up, but it makes sense. Now, how do the people at the lower part, how do we start to go up the ranks? That's the question, and that's what needs to be figured out. I think the bottom line, to the, the answer to that question is just... economic power exactly and just education right i mean Mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is you have people that don't understand that there are cogs in a system that really doesn't care about them so like yeah you're working your nine to five every day but what are you doing to make sure that your family or the people after you have a position that's better than yours because if you mm-hmm. just, you know, work or put yourself in the same situation and you're expecting your kids to be in the same situation that you are in, you're not really progressing your family or, you know, your, 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 the next generations of your, you know, of your family tree um, in a, in a situation where they can climb up that economic ladder because unfortunately what mm-hmm. happens is, I mean, we do it all the time, especially in the, you know, African-American community. We get money, we leave, you know, um, just recently 
it's gotten to the point where, you know, they're starting to give back. People like LeBron James give back to the community. But mm, Diddy. It, Diddy, Hove. Diddy. Exactly. Hove. But, you know, that's just recent, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the people before them, they were, you know, in the necessity of like, hey, I'm out. Like, I'm gone. You know, you can see me with all my cool jewelry and stuff. You can get like me, mm-hmm. but you got to grind like me. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, not everybody has that talent. They don't have that drive. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. we have to kind of carry those people on our backs to, in- to ensure that we can level the playing field across for everyone. Um, you know, not just, you know, African Americans, but just any like minority or anyone that's like, you know, poor economically or... disenfranchised. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. the bottom line is America won't be as great as it could be if all of these people aren't educated. And education is like, I mean, I hate to sound like a teacher, but I mean, it's key to making sure that it is citizens can produce the GDP that, you know, that we need. It can produce the products we need. We can produce, you know, a force that no other country can produce because all of our people are educated. All of our people are well-versed in what needs to be done. When people are mm-hmm. more educated, they are less likely to, to result to crime because they can figure out mm-hmm. ways to make income. And, right. you know, we're at a point now where everything's so polarized that you have people, you know, have these preconceptions of others where, you know, that's not the point at all. Everybody is literally going to get screwed if the economy goes to crap, right? That that's black. That that hurts black people. That hurts white people. That hurts Mexicans. That hurts everybody. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know people don't understand that. Like we're literally all into this together, but no one no one wants to come together and work together. You're like you got so, you know white people, harvest <clears throat> black mm-hmm. people. And they're over here mm-hmm. acting like they're in two different factions of oh oh yeah I'm I'm white and poor but you know I'm better mm-hmm. than you and I'm black and poor I'm better than you but no right that's you're literally at the same you're making the same amount of money you're getting treated like crap like everybody else right you know, I mean it's, well that goes back to just the classism and so me personally I think like the idea of grouping with your people and making a strong economic base with your people, I think that's the best route, honestly. So don't get me wrong, I think we all should of course all get along and work together but I think until you get that strong base with your own people, you won't have the proper footing at the table when you start working with everybody else. Because I do think, I think as human beings, we're always going to be very tribal, right? I agree. So I noticed this. I live in a uh, predominantly Mexican neighborhood right now in Koreatown. I know that's like an oxymoron, (laughs) but I live in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood in in Koreatown, which is predominantly Korean, right? So I see people of certain uh, ethnicities putting their money together, having markets every weekend, owning every store on the block, um, coming to the corner to sell X, Y, and Z. I see this all the time. And it's something I wish that the black community had more of. 
for real, because I think once you do that, once you figure out how to sustain with yourself and say, hey, I don't need this outside force. We can do it on our own. That's when you get more of a voice when you start talking to everybody else. I think that starts with us, though, right? It and does. That's what I'm saying. So that starts know, with If anyone's listening to, to this, you know, <clears throat> podcast, please, 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 please. You know, work to build your community, especially yeah. if you become you put yourself in a situation where you are economically free. You need yeah. to make sure that you instill that into the next generation because yes. the only way we can really move forward is if we help those that are coming after us. And starts with us, not only us, but our children, our neighborhoods, our businesses around us that are owned by people that look like us, because if they look like us, our children are going to look like them probably. Right. Exactly. So anything that could benefit like just you and your whole just bloodline down the road. Like you got to work to further that shit. And I think we're the generation don't don't get me wrong. Like uh, during segregation, black. I'm talking specifically black right now. During segregation, black people were on top of it. We owned businesses. We had land. We had farms. We had animals. All types of shit. We were on fire. And then segregation was abolished. And then after that, the need to own your own shit kind of left black people for some reason, right? And I think fast forward now. <laughs> We're seeing how important that actually is. So I think it's up to us to just keep that going. You know what I mean? <laughs> or to, if not keep it going, to start that that environment again to where people understand that that might be a necessity. And, you know, that's, that's, that's almost like, that's more so on a psychological level, right? Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, like just in any, my, like in minority, I guess, environment in America, you have people that feel like, all right, if I buy something from a, you know, a person of another color, you know, someone that's white, I guess, will be like, hey, it's better quality or it's a better team mm. because this is, you know, oh, don't get me because, started on because this. I mean, that's that, that comes to a point of like self-hatred, Um, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, I don't really deep down they don't really love themselves or you know they feel like they're lesser than because unfortunately the media has put that out like hey you know black people don't have this black people don't have that but black people can do a lot of things black people have done most of things that were created in this country and it's been stolen quite a bit quite a few times most Um, of the time exactly i'm being (laughs) modest um, right, but, there you but, go. You don't have to be too nice. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is that, you know, as a community, African Americans really have to support each other. Just like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the prime example of this is the Jewish community. They have done a exemplary job of being able to build a community that is so strong and so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well-versed in business and able to literally move from generation to generation to a point of like a pure success for the community. And the way we do that is for us to stick together, like you said, and 
to support mm. other businesses. And I think part mm. of that, like like I said, is a psychological standpoint. Is that you're feeling like, all right, it's, if I buy, from, it's psychological. If I buy mm. from you know, Tommy Hilfiger, you know, I'm gonna that that's way better than me buying from you know Sean John. You see what I'm saying? Or if I buy from Gucci, you know, that's better for me buying from Gucci. Like stuff like that, you know, thing things of that matter. It 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 really affects how the the perception of yourself, and you know, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a platform um, for just black brands so that people. Which just there's know, plenty of that. There's plenty of those. There's plenty of just different places just think where about, black entrepreneurs think it, connect. Brian. Just think about it uh-huh. one second. If there was an Amazon. Of just black brands, tell me you wouldn't go crazy on that, especially if it was like some dope stuff on there. Well, yeah, but well, that's what I'm saying though. There is that just on smaller scale, smaller scale, but it has to be scalable. I mean, we're in a global. That's what I'm saying, but market. it becomes scalable. It becomes scalable when we each, like right now, we we make a conscious decision that we're gonna grow this thing, right? Because I think it's something that exists. It's clearly there's a demand for it because there's people like you and I who think like this. Now we just have to push it forward. And we have to keep not only supporting financially, but we have to keep talking to people, man. Because like you said, yeah, there is a psychological, I guess, negativity surrounding black businesses, even amongst black people. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why are we so hard on ourselves? Like, like my brother made this analogy once. Like, let's say I hire a white mowing company or a Mexican mowing company to come cut my yard, right? And they fuck up. The likelihood of me going back to them is a lot higher than if I hired a black mowing company and they fucked up. Because it's almost like we give black businesses less chances than we give any other business. So, again, that goes back maybe to the psychological thing. We're harder on ourselves than everybody else is. But we don't understand at the end of the day, we all should support ourselves. Now, with that being said, you can't be a shitty black business and expect to be successful. If you're a shitty black business, you're just like any shitty business and you won't succeed. So it, it's almost like this level of checks and... Sorry about that. Yeah, that shit's wild. I'm going to finish my point and then we'll just keep going. (laughs) So the black business, black consumer thing, it's a level of checks and balances to where we should support black businesses, but we should also hold them accountable. That has been my TED Talk. Anything else you would like to add to this, Devin? Um, As far as black businesses go, I mean, you know, if you're going to support black business, you need to not be like scoffing as far as like prices go because this is what kills me is that you see a $30 shirt that's made by like someone of a different creed or color you're like oh that's not bad but then when it's made by a black person you feel like it's cheaper <laughs> and that me the most. hey that Just shit ain't Gucci made... nigga what you talking about nigga it ain't Gucci exactly it should <clears throat> not be necessarily considered to be cheaper just because it is made by African American, right. it should be more. Actually, you know why? Because all that flavor in it. All right. Well, there we go then. So, I don't know how we got onto the economic conversation, but yeah, uh, support black businesses, everybody. Support all business. Support your communities, man. Fuck it. Um, but back to the Rona. I don't know how we got here, but uh, 
how soon do you think we'll be out of this quarantine lockdown type situation? 2021. <clears throat> 2021. Really? Yep. Um, the reason why I say that is because, unfortunately, um, the current regime believes that, you know, the situation is not as serious as, as it is, and they're willing to open up the economy um, to, you know, bolster, hey, you know, we're still, America's still great, you know, we're going to be able to operate the same way. But unfortunately, there are people that are just straight downright nasty, and there's also people that are just going to spread the virus to others. So, uh-huh. um, big facts. You know, <clears throat> a big uh, a prime example is I'm sorry to say this, but the state of Alabama, um, we've only Blah. we we've tested less than one percent of our population, mm-hmm. um, and we believe that we are totally fine. Um, that being said, <clears throat> this is going to be a catastrophe, but we're going to be opening up the state to. I mean, they're opening up bars, bro. Like, oh my god! I'm, I'm just like I'm just thinking in my head, like, bro. I bet medical co- like professionals are blue in the face right now because there is no one on the board of like open up, open up the state of Alabama that is a medical professional. These are all just small businesses, which I understand. Business is important. Mm, they're trying important. to run. It's important to, to run, but. Mm-hmm. They don't have the people to be able to actually um, enforce the rules as far as the health professionals on every last business. You know what I mean? You can't go to every business and say, hey, you're not following the rules. You know, you're going to be fine. This is, you know, this or that, or you're going to be closed. They don't have the manpower to do that. And unfortunately, there are going to be some businesses that necessarily do not necessarily adhere to the rules. Right. That's what's going to cause like a mass outbreak. And what you're going to see probably I'm giving it to August. You're going to see a resurgence of more quarantines because States have relieved some of their restrictions too early and we're going to be back to where we were at square one, except it's going to be worse, right? Mm-hmm. Because and now you're going to have people that have not only fought for unemployment once, but twice. So twice the work on the unemployment side. Um, you're also going to have, there's already no more small business loans available. Um, so that's a big, a big hit. And then you're going to have businesses that probably will close for good the second time because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're doing great. They hire everybody back. They think everything's good. Closed up again because, you know, they have to close everything down to avoid from overflowing the medical field. Bottom line is the country clearly is putting forth the economy over people's lives. And it's a very hard decision to make, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're in America. We literally print, print money. I mean, we literally could last six months without any type of economy. And I mean, let's be real. Like America does, has not really been out of debt in 
since the last Forever. four presidents. Yeah. All right. So let's let's not let's not pretend that we're like in the green right now. We're like some that high school student that just got a fucking discover card, man. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going ham. They think they they can write. <laughs> well, clearly, America has proven that when we have to spend money, we will have the money available to spend. So or it's print. it's or it's print. been yeah, our print. So it, it's been proven. So if we could leave the listeners with any anything in conclusion to the corona, what is your advice for people to stay safe out here? My advice is this: is that you need to maintain social distancing. Um, just for your sake and others, if everyone is able to literally just do that, that would help tremendously across the board because yeah, it may not affect you, but it may affect someone else. You may have a friend with the immune, um, immune um, system issue and they may die from it. I can tell you right now that I have a very, um, close friend, um, that both of her her father and her grandmother have passed away Damn. Um, from COVID-19. So, you know, yeah, it may not be affecting you right now, but it will affect you later because I can guarantee someone that you love or know will be affected by this virus. So, you know, don't pretend that, you know, hey, I'm young, I'm great, you know, I'm feeling good, that it's going to be all fine because it is not about you it's about others and if you have any any freaking sympathy for people other than yourself you will make sure you take the precautions so you don't put someone else at risk because it's not i mean it's not about people like me or you brian it's about Mm -hmm. the general public and you know if you if we want to go religious if you find yourself you know christian you need to love that neighbor, right? You don't need to just be all about yourself. So, you know, if you really want to walk, walk the walk like you talk, then you need to you need to do that. You need to you need to make take the precautions, even if you feel like it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. It, it really, it really is. I mean, yeah, people will try to put the flu numbers up, which is so frustrating because the flu is not nearly as contagious as this crap is. I mean. The flu doesn't put anybody in the hospital for two to three weeks. Like, I'm sorry. You know, the flu puts right. people in the hospital for like maybe three or four days, possibly. And usually it's not even that because we have vaccines and we have antiviral for it. Tamiflu, for for example. Um, but we have absolutely nothing for um, for this coronavirus. So, oh, yeah. People, people, you know, they want to flip like the truth. And, you know, pretend that this is not a big deal. If you really are feeling that froggy, go ahead and go in the hospital and go lick all the counters and tell me how you feel um, in a week or so. Right. So fuck all of that. Fuck all (laughs) of that bullshit y'all be hearing and reading. Don't be a selfish asshole. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. And please stay your ass at home as much as possible. Right. Because, uh. You know, they're, they're out. I mean, coronavirus is killing everybody, bro. It's it killing matter. everybody. It doesn't discriminate. So, it y'all, please be age. safe. Please be safe out here. Take uh, this shit seriously. Like, I know people who died from this shit. So, uh, yeah, just y'all be careful. Be safe. It's not a joke. If it was a joke, 
half of this shit that's going on right now wouldn't be happening. The NBA wouldn't have shut down. You would not have the gotten NBA that stimulus. Have you would down. not have gotten that <laughs> stimulus check. You would not be. Ha- you would not have been sitting home for the past month. Trust me, shit is real out here. So everybody, please be careful. Let's take it to a more lighthearted place, though. All right. So, how much have you been home since this shit started? So, my <clears throat> job is an essential job since I'm in transportation. Mm-hmm. But um, it has been, um, I guess, uh, surreal, I would say, just because you kind of realize, you know, all right how comfortable I am at staying home, you know, how do I feel about my situation? These are all things that I reflect on more so when I'm at home, because when you're away from home, you're kind of out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, All right. I'm trying to just maintain what I have when I'm away from home. But when you're at home and you're trying to maintain what you have, but you're in what you are trying to maintain, it affects the way you perceive everything. So, like for instance, I'm like, all right, yeah, I have a you know a teaching job, but where do I want to go from here? Am I happy in my situation? You know, where can I improve? You know what I mean? Where other people, I mean, that's just me though. Some some people may be like, all right, you know, hey, I freaking like don't like my situation or this sucks, you know. But this is a perfect time for people to figure out where they can improve and take advantage because, I mean, there's no place you can take advantage more so than when you're working remotely. Let's be honest. Right, right. So you've been working um, remotely a lot, um, like from your crib. Yeah, on a on alternate basis, right? So okay. I, work, I work at my job, you know, every other week, so... Um, just just to prevent like mass, you know, if someone gets it, then not everybody on one in my department gets it. If that makes sense, it's mm-hmm. a pretty viable um, reason not to have everybody work. But you know, you all, I work in industry and transportation. Um, for example, they don't they kind of feel like they're the rebels of society. So they feel like they're tougher than others, which also can backfire, right? Because they don't really believe in the coronavirus situation and all that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's almost nauseating at times because it's like, look, there's literally facts and science is telling you this. I mean, yeah, we need to open back up the economy, but would you sacrifice your grandparents or your mother for the economy? No, you wouldn't. So don't tell me that lie and say that, you know, you'll be totally fine with letting people die for the sake of the economy. No one would. Right. No one's willing to make that sacrifice. Um, you know, and that that's something that also kind of comes up is that you have people that have this distorted view of the consequences of opening up businesses and venues and bars and restaurants early um, just to help the economy keep flourishing when you know in retrospect all these people are going to get fucking sick anyway 
not going to be able to fucking work. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, right. what, 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 what are you going to do? Are you just going to just hire some more people? Oh, they're not trained, so you got to train them. Oh, they're sick now, so now what are you going to do? So how so, often during the week are you at work? Um, so how many days? Five, man. I'm there okay. all five. Um, okay. We do, we do have protocols at my job where we don't, like, luckily enough, I'm blessed to have an office. Um, so I just close my door and no one's able to come in there. I make sure I keep six, you know, feet distance between myself and others. Um, I make my precautions, right? But the matter of fact is that not everyone's able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's where the where the risk lies is that, you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, if I get sick because I went to work, someone getting about to see them, hey, we about to, we about to have a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, because, right, right. Yeah, because you, you got – you there's a lot at risk there. Right, right, You put right. me in a situation which could have easily been avoided when my job could have easily been done remotely. Mm-hmm. And, you know – if I get sick, I get other people. And I mean, the, to be honest, I'm worried about my kid. You know what I mean? Right, I of a, course. Have a kid that's under a year old. They go to the hospital. They're not going to understand what, why I'm not there because they do not let the parents or family members go to the hospital with their kids because they're trying to prevent more coronavirus cases. Because mm-hmm. when people sit in the hospital, they typically get the coronavirus because there's people sitting in the waiting room with it. Mm-hmm, right, know, right. We're in close quarters, all of that. You know, you can't really keep social distance in those situations. So just imagine like you're like a nine month old or a 10 month old, you're in the hospital and you're on a freaking ventilator without your parents and without yeah. your parents, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, that's not, that's not going to jive, bro. So, you know, the level of, like, anger that I would have from that, I mean, one for one, I, will, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom that situation mm-hmm. because that happened to me, for one, I'll be, I'll start looking for another job to be straight up with you because right. that shows that, you know, your employee doesn't really care about you. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. And, you know. Which most kind of don't. Be, and I mean, most don't. You're just a number, mm-hmm. and and it really puts it into light. You know how they really, if they really care, they would literally probably, if you could work remotely, they'll have you working remotely till August. And the reason for that is because if you look at what the scientists, the scientists are saying, if you look at the president saying, he can say whatever the hell he want to say, but we both know that that shit ain't gonna jive you know, with reality. Um, he wanted to open up the state, the United States by Easter, but that didn't work. I mean, right. the, death, the death toll is going to be a lot higher, man. And, um, you know, we just got to use common sense as we go forward. I mean, I, I guess I sound like I'm rambling here, but it just, it really, it really takes me off how some employers kind of take this as like, oh, you know, people are just being like, it's just like the flu, but it's not like the flu because it's way more contagious. I mean, the flu is not nearly as contagious as this. Virus. Right, right, right. You know, yes, it's it, something it, we've never seen before, and people something. should act 
as such. Accordingly, yes. Mm-hmm. People should act accordingly. And I mean it's it's just frustrating the the level of the idiocy that we have. I mean, across the board in the United States right now. I mean, people just people are just stupid, man. They I are. Mean, they are. They are. People. People are sheep, and they're sheep to the wrong shit. So it's just like I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's almost like there's no hope. It's almost like most of us who, I guess, have a better grasp of the severity of what's going on, we only see it getting worse because we know how most people act. So again, I guess everybody just stay safe, do what you can to protect yourself, protect your family, because that's all that matters. Protect you. And if everybody does that, we should be okay. You know what I mean? That's why we wear masks. We wear masks. So if if you have it, you're not spreading it to everybody. Right. 100. 100. So let's just keep that mentality with, everything we do now before you bust a blood vessel in your head what new shows have you been watching or music bro let's let's get on some light shit oh you've had more time than usual i'm sure yes Um, so music tv netflix what have you been on man get the people something that they can go check out (laughs) in their free time Tory Lane's album is fire. Ooh, yeah, the new Toronto three, right? Yes. Three. It is beautiful from that the top shit is to lit. the bottom. Second uh-huh. listen, it was good. First listen, I thought that shit was kind of whack. I'm not gonna lie to you. Bro, first listen, I liked it just because it's been a drought, right, on music for a little while. Um, as far as shows, I've actually been watching this pretty crazy thriller type show um called devs um it's about like these software developers and this guy has some crazy algorithm and he like kills this guy that tries to like export it to another um country like it's crazy but it's like Mm -hmm. type of show it is so good like anything with like you know just technology it's a pretty awesome show it's on hulu um it's pretty solid mm-hmm. as far as uh that's that's what i've been watching as far as shows i mean yeah i was watching naruto shakuden every day but hey man fuck naruto what oh man I'm no i like no not... don't get me wrong i like naruto but i think people people think naruto is better than what it is it's dope don't get me wrong. It's dope. But come on, man. Naruto Shippuden? Come on. But all right, what? we'll give that that'll be another podcast. We'll do an anime debate on another podcast. Uh, you don't want to go with me on Nah, we'll do that. We'll do that on another podcast. The shows I've been watching, I've been watching Good Girls, Good uh, Girls Netflix good. and Hulu. Great show. It's about Great three show. housewives who've that decided sister is to... so annoying. Yeah, they three housewives who decided to rob a grocery store and then they just embarked on this huge career of crime and it just keeps expanding and expanding. So very, very cool show. Ozark, my shit. I watched all three seasons in like a week. Please watch Ozark. Greatest show. One of my favorite shows ever. It's so it's basically Yes. I will put it in one of the best shows I've ever watched. And uh why I say that is because it's basically like similar to a premise of like uh, Breaking Bad, right? 
You have the everyday guy who's just really smart who gets entangled with like some cartel type shit. So now you're seeing this normal guy just kind of become like a gangster in front of your eyes. And it's super dope. His family gets involved. His wife gets involved. Like, everybody is involved with the cartel now. So you just see their story, how shit unfolds. Ozark is a phenomenal show. Um, As far as music, I've been on that Tory Lanez. Jordan Lucas's new album's pretty dope. That is actually very good. I forgot. Very good album. Um, Division shit is okay. I just listened to it yesterday, so I don't have much of an opinion on it. Um, so yeah, check those out. Check out Ozark. Check out Good Girls. Um, The Boys. That's a great show. Have you seen it on Amazon? <laughs> Oh, you hear me? Yeah. You hear me? I said, have you seen The Boys on Amazon? Uh, yes. That is the best thing on superheroes, period. Yeah. The Boys is a really dope show. For anybody who hasn't seen it, it's like the Justice League, but if it were like a drama thriller. So all of the superheroes aren't pristine and perfect. They're actually fucked up people, so they do, like, really bad things. So you see, like, this dynamic where they're the world's heroes and, like, celebrities almost, but behind the scenes, they're, like, (laughs) villains. So if you're into that type of shit, please check out The Boys. It's one season. It's a quick watch. Um, Check out all that shit. But, yeah, I just wanted to do a quarantine podcast just to update everybody on my thoughts, our thoughts. Uh, any closing remarks, Devin? Pretty much, uh, look, if you don't do anything else, please, please be careful. Use social distancing six feet between you and your friends just so that we can get through this and get back to some normalcy. Um, yeah, the government is saying, hey, do what. You know, let's open up businesses and all that jazz. But we all know that the power is in the people. And um, they don't really care about the people. So you have to make sure you take care of yourself and your family. Um, Take care of yourself. Be careful. um, You know, just spread love. But in a six six, uh, feet distance way. Um, just to to help let's let us get us out get us out of this like terrible situation so that we can uh-huh. get back to to some type of normalcy because I do like you know going to jams like back in the day and uh being able to dance with others um and you know going back to being able to go to the bar without I freak out because someone coughed in the corner like right, right. it's 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 a crazy world we're living in right now. Um, but the only way we can get through it if we work together and that is, um, that is, that is something that, you know, we're not very good at, but, uh, this is a good time to learn because if we don't, um, we could be in a much worse situation. And I'm telling you that from a, a very, you know, honest opinion, because if you guys don't get it right, um, you have yourself in a situation where your liberties are taken away 
literally taken away to the point of you're not able to do anything and it's enforceable by a, a different entity that you don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna cut that there thank you david uh i agree with everything he just said y'all be careful out there uh do you want to give the people your social media handles so they can come find you oh yeah my, my social media is mad chemist with a ch and a three as the e um college boy I don't really post much, but when I do, it's lit. Yeah, dancer, choreographer, teacher, coder. What else? Dad. Dad, husband. Y'all go check him out. Give him a follow. What's uh, army man over here, man? All right, that man, he has many, many titles. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know it's been a minute. I promise you we'll have a lot more. Till next time, this has been Unaffiliated, the podcast with your boy, B-Seth. I might not be your boy, but fuck it. Be easy. Peace.